You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love Podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of A Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. You guys have managed to make it to another hump day. That means we got another question and answer session for you guys, locked, loaded, and ready to go. Again, before I get into this session, I just want to say thank you to everyone that sent me in questions, uh, especially with this narcissism segment, segment, excuse me, it's been booming. And I just want to say thank you again, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know I say I thank you a lot, but it's gratitude is something that I practice. So you'll always hear me say thank you. You'll always hear me be grateful um, for the fact that you guys reach out to me and you trust me to deliver sound advice to you guys. So there's not a day that goes by that I don't appreciate that. So I want to let you guys know as an audience, I really, really appreciate it. Today's quote comes from one of the greatest athletes of all time, Mr. Wayne Gretzky. And the quote goes, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Once again, that quote is, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And that's one of the quotes that I use when I'm a little trepidatious about doing anything new or stepping outside of my comfort zone. I usually put that quote into my head where it's, if you don't try it, you'll never know how it goes. And typically, it's funny how that life usually works out because the fear usually holds us back and usually prevents us from going forward and trying to achieve our goals. But once we get past the fear, we move around the fear and we do it. In most cases, we do what we were looking to do or trying to achieve in our goal. In most cases, people actually achieve their goals. And then you look back and you realize that fear was the only thing between you and ultimately achieving your goals. So that's one of those quotes that I use when I'm a little nervous or I'm a little uh, shy to step outside my comfort zone. You miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. And that's by Mr. Wayne Gretzky. Question number one, my boyfriend takes other girls' sides, not mine. He never takes my side. What does that mean? Once again, that question is, my boyfriend takes other girls' sides, not mine. He never takes my side. What does that mean? I would first caution you with using the terms always and never, um, because I'm sure if you think back a little bit, there was a time that he may have taken your side. It just feels like he doesn't do it often, right? So I would take that never piece out of it, because when you're communicating to him and you've probably expressed this to him, and you said something along the lines of, you never take my side, what that does in conversation is it automatically shuts the conversation down because in your boyfriend's mind, he's probably thinking of at least one or two times in which he's taking your side and you're not showing appreciation for that. So first things first, I would really honestly look back and assess if he never takes your side or if it just feels like he takes other girls side more often than not. Once you get past that hurdle, I would have a conversation with him about 
the fact that he makes you feel as though he does not have your back and he you do not feel supported when you're either engaging with other people or you're being attacked by other women. This is very, very important for any relationship, right? Because what it does is it signifies support. Like no matter what comes against me, whether that's other women, family members, my family, whatever the case may be, my boyfriend is going to protect me, right? And he's going to defend me and defend our relationship. That's big. So that speaks a little bit to support as well. So as you're engaging in conversation with your boyfriend, just speak to him about the fact that when he does not take your side over other people, whether that's other females or not, that doesn't feel, you don't feel supported, right? And then the the third thing that I would invite you to do, because this is definitely uh, a very complex issue, is I would look to some of your history and look to your past and see um, areas and past relationships in which you didn't feel supported. And I would bring those up in conversation with your boyfriend, right? Because he might he might not even be aware of the fact that you don't feel supported and you bringing it to his attention with some real life examples that you've experienced can give him a better visual for it. Right. So that would be my advice in this situation. Question number two. I started dating this guy from a different country for like two months now. The last three weeks, he's been leaving me on read and ignoring me. But when we talk or video call, it's like nothing's changed. He could at least let me know if he's busy. Am I being too needy? Once again, that question is I've been dating or I started dating a guy from a different country for about two months now. The last three weeks, he's been leaving me on read and now ignoring me. But when we video call or we talk, it's like nothing's changed. He could at least let me know if he's busy. Am I being too needy? No, I don't think you're being too needy. Um, I think with the different cultural aspects, right? You said he's from a different country. Um, There may be some communication barriers going on there uh, with some foreign men, they feel like they should not be talking to their women all day, or that might be something that may feel burdensome. I, I can only tell you about my experience with foreign men. So I would have a conversation with him, just letting him know that it's okay to let you know that he's busy because he could also feel bad um, or feel burdened by not giving you the time. So I would just have a conversation with him and let him know that, hey, listen, you can let me know if you're busy. Um, that way I can have at least somewhat of an idea of what's going on with you and make sure that you're okay. It's okay. Definitely let him know, provide him with some reassurance that it's okay to just say, hey, I'm busy, sweetheart. I'll give you a call later. Or can I talk to you later? Right. Because again, based off my experience with foreign men, um, there are a lot of cultural differences and things that we think of as Americans are um, kind of basic and should be known universally. I try to not use the term common sense, but it's so widely used. Um, Things that we think of as common sense in America um, don't typically come off as common sense in different countries. So I would have the conversation to eliminate those communication barriers and ultimately just let them know, hey, if you're busy, you can let me know or you can just text me and say you're busy and we'll pick up the conversation when we get on phone or when we video call. Question number three, why is it so bad to get pregnant within the first month of a new relationship? Once again, that question is, why is it so bad to get pregnant within the first month of a new relationship? 
Um, I, I think putting the term bad on is, is a little much. I think what, what you want to be more concerned with is when you're in a new relationship, um, you typically are still in the honeymoon phase. So I, I spoke about this in season one, if you guys want to go back and check it out. But um, the honeymoon phase in relationships can last anywhere from six months to seven years, right? So in that time frame, you can be extremely in love with someone and think that this person is the one and then wake up one day and be like, oh, I made a huge mistake and this is a bad idea to be in a relationship with this person. When you have children by that person, it makes it much more difficult to terminate that relationship, right? Because once you have kids, that means there's always going to be some sort of relationship there because you have to do what's right or at least try to do what's right for the children. So um, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I would I would be cautious, though, that um, if you're thinking that this person is going to be the one and they're going to be there forever for you and it's just going to work out, um, I would I would have a conversation with them, a very frank conversation with them and let them know that um, this is what my expectations of our relationship is. Can you tell me what your expectations is and then figure out a way to compromise on both ends and meet in the middle because the relationship is new. So it's in the honeymoon phase and it's everything is awesome and great right now. But there's going to be a time in which you guys hit a rough patch. It's inevitable. It happens in all relationships. And those are the times in which you want to um, build or I shouldn't say build, but tie into your foundation. Right. Think back to why did we start this relationship? Why did we get here? And what was our reasoning for wanting to bring a child into this world? Right. Once that foundation is laid, it makes it very, very easy to get past conflict and not easy, I should say, but it makes it um, that much better to to work on techniques to get past conflict because, you know, you have someone that's on the same page with you or at least generally in the same ballpark. Question number four, my ex dumped me, got into a new relationship with the same day and got pregnant quickly. What's going on here? Once again, that question is my ex dumped me, got into a new relationship the same day and got pregnant quickly. What's going on here? Um, Frankly, I think that that sounds a little bit far fetched. Um, She may have been in a relationship previously or she may have been messing around previously. Um, It's not typical for a woman to dump someone, get into a new relationship the same exact day. And also get pregnant quickly. Uh, So I will look at this situation as if she may have been um, sneaking behind your back. If you if you noticed any red flags. So if you're playing back your relationship through your head right now, you notice times where she acted different or she was acting a little strange. Those are the red flags that were indicators that she may have been in another relationship or messing around behind your back. Right. Women. They don't move that quickly. Um, they're they're typically more emotionally attached. So if she dumped you, she she typically would need some time to kind of get over you and process the emotions that come with that. If she was able to quickly move on and also get pregnant, there's a pretty good chance that she was messing around behind your back, my man. And I know that's very tough to hear, but it sounds like you dodged a bullet. Question number five. My girlfriend is destroying me mentally. She always switches from I love you to keeping me on deliver while she is online. I confronted her, but I don't see her changing a single bit. I love her and I don't want to lose her. Can you give me advice? Once again, that question is, my girlfriend is destroying me mentally. She always switches from I love you 
to keeping me on delivered while she is online. I confronted her, but I don't see her changing a single bit. I love her and I don't want to lose her. Can you give me advice? Uh, you had a conversation with her and if you don't see it changing a single bit, I would just have one more conversation um, just so when you do leave, because ultimately if if these behaviors don't change, it's going to cause you to mentally check out. And once you mentally check out, it's only a matter of time before you physically check out or you start to seek attention from other places. Right. So I would give her the benefit of the doubt as tough as it may be and have one more frank conversation with her about the fact that you feel as though she's messing with you mentally and as you put it, destroying your mental health. Right. So, um, any situation in which you're, you feel your mental health is being destroyed is not beneficial to you in any way, shape or form. So have one more conversation with her, letting her know how you feel. If she doesn't change it after that, I would start seeking or at least looking at um, um, ways that you can transition from a partner and a relationship to someone that you can be friends with until those behaviors change, because those are pretty critical behaviors to a relationship, right? If you feel like you're being mentally destroyed or having um, her attack you mentally by her, some of her behaviors, that's not going to change. And the more mental distortion that you get, the more difficult it is to love someone. All right, here we go. Insight from a former narcissist. Can a self-aware narcissist sometimes change their behaviors to keep their significant other from withdrawing? Once again, that question is, can a self-aware narcissist sometimes change their behaviors to keep their significant other from withdrawing? Absolutely so, right? This is one of the um, pieces of charm when I talk about charm that that the narcissist always displays or commonly displays. Uh, once they feel like you are either shutting down or you're aware of their behaviors or you've caught on to their behaviors, they, they turn on the charm, right? So, and that's, oh, baby, it's not that, or they might sweet talk you, or um, a common narcissist thing to do is buy you flowers and things along those lines. Again, all classic narcissistic behaviors um, in the, the thing is for you to know as someone who's witnessing these behaviors, do not fall for the charm. If they've displayed narcissistic traits in the past, there's a pretty good chance that they are a narcissist. So you want to make sure you're preparing as best as possible to transition from that relationship. Question number two, why is it that my ex always seems to fall on his feet? Once again, that question is, why is it that my ex always seems to fall on his feet? If your ex is a narcissist, like I'm assuming that he is, you are just getting the perception that he fall, he's fallen on his feet um, or he's doing good. When you are talking and thinking about narcissists, remember a lot of times they look for someone to um, drain, right? So they look for an, a person who they can use, who they can manipulate, who they can continue to display their behaviors with or against, and it not seem like they're a bad person to the public, right? Again, one of the things is that when you're talking about a narcissist, they don't want to look bad to the public. So they're willing to do whatever it takes not to look bad. So to you, if you're just viewing them from afar, you might look at this like, oh, man, how come they always end up getting a pretty girl or how come they always end up still with this or that when, in fact, 
<clears throat> they're still displaying some of those same behaviors. It's just not as visible to you because you're not with them all the time. Like I say, always in any situation in which your ex was a narcissist, you are the one that came out on top in that situation. It is not your ex, right? As, as much as it may feel like they fell on their feet, you were the one that actually won because you avoided having to continue to deal with some of those narcissistic, narcissistic characteristics. Question number three. So just how good are narcissists at lying? Can they cry on cue? Once again, that question is, so just how good are narcissists at lying? Can they cry on cue? Absolutely. Narcissists can cry on cue. They can do any behavior on cue pretty much that will continue to make you feel like either you're crazy or you're wrong in a situation in which you're holding them accountable, right? The, the main thing, the overarching theme when you're dealing with a narcissist is they don't want to be held accountable for their actions. So they will do anything not to be held accountable, whether that's crying, uh, running away, eloping, um, making you feel bad for their past is another leather classic one. Like if they had any type of previous poor relationships with within their family or with other partners, they try to flip that and make you feel bad on it. So they can do any behavior on cue, especially if they've mastered their narcissism, they can certainly cry on cue. Question number four, my ex-narcissistic husband, when cornered and not prepared, would answer my questions with a question. I knew whatever came out of his mouth next was BS. Is this something that the narcissistic habitually does? Once again, that question is, my ex-narcissistic husband, when cornered and not prepared, would answer my question with a question. I knew whatever came out of his mouth next was BS. Is this something the narcissistic that narcissistics habitually do? Absolutely. When you are um, confronting a narcissist in regards to their behavior or trying to hold them accountable for their actions, if they are not prepared for their situation, they'll always, I won't say always, often throw back that question to you. So it's a, it, like, did you hear me or what happened in the situation? Why weren't you able to be accountable for blank, blank, blank? They'll typically say, oh, what? I wasn't accountable for blank, blank, blank. And what that is for a narcissist is it's, it's a mental buffer for them. And it, in their mind, gives them time to kind of think of the next lie or think of the next thing that they're going to say out of their mouth. And as you said, it's usually total BS. So catching a narcissist off guard is one of the f more fun things to do, I would say. Um, I Just going back to my time as a narcissist, I would remember being confronted about things and my brain would just go for a loop. So you're literally scrambling their brain um, when you ask them a question and they throw back a question because they're trying to figure out what lie they're going to come up with next. So great pickup on that. And that's certainly something that narcissists habitually do. Question number five. I dealt with two narcissists back to back. How do I heal and prevent this from happening again? Once again, that question is, I dealt with two narcissists back to back. How do I heal and prevent this from happening again? I would invite you to explore the non-negotiable list. If you go back to season one, I did an episode discussing a non-negotiable list. But just for a brief synopsis for you, I would create a list of all the things that those narcissistic gentlemen did to you that was truly offensive or truly hurt you. And I would start working from that list. So um, if someone cheated on you or made you feel like you were the blame for all of their issues or all of their personal problems, 
those are all things that I would add to the non-negotiable list. So now as you move forward and you begin to feel comfortable with dating again and exploring the dating world, you can start to decipher, okay, really quickly start to decipher, okay, this guy is good for me because he's doing this. This guy is not good for me because he's displaying some of those same characteristics that the previous two narcissists displayed, right? So as you build a solid non-negotiable list, naturally, when you're in the dating world, you'll be able to see those red flags more clearly, and it'll become up to you to be able to decipher if you want to continue on in that relationship or you want to quickly end it, right? And I know that quickly ending it sounds bad, but just think about the fact of how much time you've already wasted on narcissistic gentlemen. All right. So that's all I have for you guys today. Remember, you guys are more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP20 at gmail.com with any questions that you guys have for our Wednesday episodes. Once again, that's TQLP20 at gmail.com. Or feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page, The Quality of Love Podcast. And remember, guys, as always, the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.